0: Wonderful welcome to another episode here for Servus Crowd, Germany for non-Germans. And last episode around, we took it very lightly, talked about tourist sites in Germany and so on. And as promised or as threatened, um, this week we are going a bit darker again, meaning we talk about the news, what's happening. And to slowly ease back into the political talk, I figured let's look at the news like, which news are out there talking about Germany or what's been talked about in Germany? And of course, the main news are obviously the war in the Ukraine, which makes sense, of course, because we should be talking about this. And there are lots of news out there, lots of articles out there that, that say, well, what's Germany's role actually in there? And one of those is uh, on DW.com, uh, Deutsche Welle, uh, war in Ukraine, is Germany losing its? EU leadership role, and that's a fair question, I believe. So I don't even want to be heard about that question because um, the thing is, obviously, Germany for a long time now tried to be rather friendly with Russia. Now, before before the invasion, of course, because everyone in Germany agrees that the invasion, of course, is ridiculous. Like, WTF, right? Sure, but leading up to that, like over the last decades, Germany tried to enforce something they 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 called. Uh, change by trade. So if we are friendly to Russia and trade with Russia, then we could impact some positive change within Russia. Was the idea, right? Now, of course, now that we know what happened with Putin invading uh, Ukraine, you can see that didn't work, of course. yeah. And now lots of blame goes to Angela Merkel because uh, she was a big proponent of that. She met Putin uh, several times. She spoke Russian with him because she's from Eastern Germany, uh, where, where she used to learn Russian back then, back in the day so now of course people point the finger at her saying like yeah you were too friendly to putin and so on while she did it, everyone one was like yeah maybe that's the right thing to do so that russia feels included and so on and russia also depicted germany as like a friend within europe which was kind of nice-ish um lots of your business being done former chancellor gerhard schröder even um being like a lot being very close friends with putin actually and being in an, Uh, Lots of boards as the board member for the Nord Stream pipeline, for example, and uh, Gazprom, the biggest company in Russia that exports gas. And he he just stepped down this week from this role, I believe. So, of course, now lots of pundits point fingers at Germany for being too nice to Russia. Of course, lots of people in the Ukraine pointed finger too, which is understandable. And even Russia now changed the stance because now that Germany said, yes, we have to support Ukraine, now Russia vilifies Germany. So Germany basically lost on all sides, uh, which is interesting, right? And the Russian foreign minister in, uh, the, the Ukrainian, sorry, foreign minister in Germany said he thinks that Germany takes that much time with delivering the tanks that they promised so that a ceasefire will happen and then Germany ha- ha- don't have don't has to, they um, deliver those tanks. So that's what he thinks. So he thinks, especially the new chancellor, Olaf Scholz, isn't courageous enough to make more courageous decisions. That's what, what, what he thinks. Now the question is, of course, if Germany is not a leader of Europe, who will be the leader of Europe? Is it going to be Macron? But Macron also faces lots of problems within France, but also outside of France, of course. So who, who is it, it going to be is, is, is the question, Right. So the it, it seems like lots of other countries would have to step up. Maybe it's not just one or two that should lead Europe. Maybe it should be like as it was thought out to be, that all the countries take uh, charge to some extent. But, well, that remains to be seen. In regards to what Germany is doing, um, well, we have to see whether or not Olaf Scholz keeps making courageous de- decisions. <laughs> the one that he was forced to make or if he just sits and waits in order not to offend anyone anymore. Now, in the wake of all this, um, lots of things are happening, of course. And if you look at a few more war-related news that are happening right now, um, of course, so Germany said now the tanks will be delivered. The tanks, uh, for I think, the first twelve tanks or sixteen or something like this, uh, tanks will be delivered to Ukraine within July, which is still freaking far off. Like it's another month without the tanks that Ukraine has to has to fight off Russia. Um, we promised. We Germany promised those tanks like months ago, and it's gonna be July. Now, of course, they had to be. Uh, maintained or what, whatever right um, so you can see why the ukrainian minister to germany um, is rather unhappy with that development right now then while preparing for this talk for this podcast i also saw a great article on politico political is you know always a very woke and very fast to blame people just to get the clicks and it worked because i clicked on it and the headline says twelve Germans who got played by Putin and it, uh, the sub headline says there's no shortage of politicians, business leaders, and intellectuals who have appeased Moscow over the years. here are a few of them so let's just see who political co is throwing under the bus of course number one is of course Angela Merkel right obviously she they say no German is more responsible for the crisis in Ukraine than Merkel. I would like to know from well yeah you could, I understand where they're coming from but. What 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 would they have written if Merkel and Germany would have told Russia to f off and to ha- hit sanctions on them and so on the, the past few decades, and then Russia would have pulled the trigger even sooner? What would ha- then Politico would, would be like? Yeah, the Germans provoked it, uh, and you know you know it's the truth because that's what Politico does. But okay, uh, understandable to some extent because I mentioned it just earlier. Second one is uh, Frank-Walter Steinmeier um, is the f- is the current um, president. The president doesn't have any power in Germany, right? Um, so he's there, and he's also from uh, the, he's from the, the the Social Democrat Party, and they hate on him, understandably, that because he was trying to force diplomatic solutions in regards to Ukraine. Um, and he's very, it's very questionable because he would have, he would wanted to concede some parts to Russia, which of course was not okay. Um, based on that, uh, the Ukrainian president, uh, Mr. Zelensky also refused to receive uh, Mr. Steinmeier in Kiev, which is also very understandable. So I'm not flying the German flag here. I completely understand and agree with uh, Zelensky's, Zelensky's behavior here. Third on the list is Gerhard Schröder, as mentioned earlier, former chancellor now in like all those high roles um, for Nord Stream, Gazprom and so on that he just left earlier this week. So this is, of course, the biggest and the I know the most direct link to Russia slash Putin, which is really crazy that it took so long for him to take a stance. And now he just took it because the public basically forced his hand here. Um, then we have Joe Casar who is uh, uh, one of the chief executives um, for Siemens, which is, of course, a huge engineering company. He was the chief executive there, I think, until 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Um, He was always courting business in Russia, was very famous for always trying to work with Russia, of course. Um, He even went to Crimea to Russia um, after they annexed After Russia angst Crimea, he didn't cancel anything. Um, He went to Moscow to meet Putin after this. Um, So, yeah, of course, the ties are very strong and just money talks. But I was about to say, can you blame Siemens or him for it? I mean, yes, you can, but you're not surprised by a big global company doing that, unfortunately. Um, Another one is Wolfgang Reitzler, who is... um, Behind Linde, who's uh, the huge gas giant, if if you're familiar with it. And, of course, he also pushed it into Russia. Um, He also used to work, Wikipedia serves me right for BMW before. Um, So, a big, powerful resume. And he, of course, uh, also tried to make all the money um, with Russia. Then there are a few more which are rather funny on the political web on the political list, which is the Munich Munich Security Conference, because they also kept inviting uh, Russia to and let Russia talk about it. Then um, there's a German platform basically for tapping the Russian market. It's called ost which basically means like the East Committee. It was founded in the 50s and been used to find ways to make money, make business with Russia, which is, of course, interesting. Um, the, then there's Matthias Platzeck, who is the leader of the Social Democrats from, from Brandenburg. Um, he's, just, he's also been in the news just for being um pro russia because he 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 actually said on tape basically that he likes like the russian cinema and things like this for example and always tried to convince germany that russia is no fear so that's why of course he also gets lots of blame there um there's an, another um, prime time anchor, if you want to, a uh, TV anchor who's called Georg Restle, who's also very much um, pro Russia, uh, he said that uh, the NATO is the reason why Russia became so aggressive, um, which is of course a talking point. that was. Been elaborated or also repeated in many in many shows, and he took took this stance. Uh, then we have Friedrich Merz, who's uh, the leader of the conservatives or one of the leaders of the conservative parties, of course. um <laughs> And he, you would think that the conservatives are all against Russia, but actually, um, <laughs> he was he was for a long, 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 long time a really pro pro Russia. Uh, he just, I think, in 2020 or so, he, he changed his stance after uh, Mr. Navalny was poisoned in Russia, which was which was also very famous. If you remember that, um, but it took a long time to change his stance. And there's Jürgen Habermas, who's like um, a very intellectual person in Germany. Um, he's like kind of like a philosopher, kinda, and um, very. He's very old already. He's like over 90, I believe. Um, and he just he just took a stance on his saying like Germany was right to not send weapons to Ukraine. And, um, he had like an op ed where he also tries to explain his stance um, and says like our government does the right thing and being like more introspective and so on. So the, he's just very very pro sit and wait <laughs> rather than being really active. Um, and then, lastly on the list is Manuela Schwesig. Uh, Manuela Schwesig is um, also a social democrat, and she's from Mecklenburg-Vorpommern. I think she became the premier. Let me check in two thousand seventeen or so. Um, yeah, she's also involved in in the Nord Stream, of course. Um, and she, like, I don't want to say any any. Offensive things, <laughs> but she also was very much pro the the this, this gas pipeline for a long 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 time, and that was kind of like her undoing. That probably also why people started to point a finger towards her of being very much pro Russia. Lots of money ba- basically involved again. So I think while I never I don't agree with the, necess- the 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 extreme stance that Politico always takes, of course on on the on the clickbaity articles, there are some valid points in there. Um. What else there's, But let's be honest, there's not only the Ukraine going on, of course, which is still the main topic and we should all care about it, obviously. There's also other things happening in Germany. For example, one farmer is in the news right now because he sues a VW Volkswagen um, over climate change. The German court, however, is like, yeah, uh, uh, let's see about this. Um, did you actually suffer damages from climate change already, or do you only expect them, and that's why you're suing? Uh, so that needs to be seen. What happens there? The court does not seem to be on the farmer's side just yet. Maybe he should hire Johnny Depp's lawyer. Maybe she could get the court on his side. So that's happening. Then, when it comes to the to the you know that that that, that thing that's happening out there with the um people feeling unwell i don't want to say the word because then it's gonna gonna be censored or flagged on spotify and on youtube and whatnot um but you know what's happening um but germany says like it's not over yet and there will be mandates had for um to force people to get this thing that you're supposed to have (laughs) needs to be now seen of course how this is being going to be received um The statistics suggest that 76% of Germans have had two shots. 60% have already had the the booster too. So let's see about this. Um, The government also said they're going to spend more money on the new versions um, in case there will be more variants popping up. Okay, I try to explain this without using the actual word. Let's see if we won't get demonetized this time around. Um, two more things that I prepared for you, just to to get you up to speed on what ha- what happens in Germany. In the next week, we do like an analysis, uh, deep dive, once again. Now that we're back in the in the mix with all the things and uh, news and so on. So Germany just suffered from a, a huge storm. Actually, a uh, um, was it a hurricane or no, a tornado? I think. Um, a tornado hit Germany. Um, one person died, 40 people injured. So this, this still does happen in Germany once in a while that, um, really big storms hit. Um, you don't really hear this from Germany. You would hear this more from where I, where I uh, record from because I'm in Thailand right now. Uh, So you usually hear this from this area in the world, but in Germany also happens once in a while, big storms hitting people dying from it, which is very sad, of course. So, um, just so that you know that things like this are also happening in Germany, okay, lastly, uh what the Parliament also did this week in Germany, what they also okay they okayed three months of cheaper public transport, which is kind of nice, of course, so they just introduced the nine euro ticket plan, which is kind of cool um, they try to 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 basically cushion the blow of the high energy prices for now consumers since now of course all gas prices and energy prices are skyrocketing. Um, Those tickets are valid on regional trains and buses all across Germany. Um, Availability starts in June, July and August and it took quite a while to to get the funding down Um, but now it's it's, uh, well, it's okay, which is kind of cool for, of course, locals uh, and tourists alike. So if you want to have a cheap trip through Germany, take or pick the 9-euro ticket. It's not valid for um, the fast trains, for the intercity trains. I believe usually those tickets are only, um, only applicable for, the, they're called regional trains, RBs or REs, um, Regionalbahn, Regional Express. You still can travel all across Germany, and those are just, isn't as fast, and you might have to change trains more frequently compared to the intercity trains, the IC or the ICE. Um, but therefore, it's way, 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 way cheaper. So, enjoy your trip through Germany, maybe looking at all those sites that we discussed last week. Um, if you do so, let me know how it goes, of course, in June, July, and August. Um, shout out, follow the podcast. Follow the main station um, at funkitpod on social media. Email is funkitpod at gmail.com. Like, share, subscribe this thing. Um, Ideally, you also rate it because um, if you rate it, more people will find it. We can have bigger, broader discussions with a wider audience, which would be awesome for all of us. All right, that's it for this week for um, Germany for Non-Germans. As always, thanks for joining. Stay safe. Take care. (music)